Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Michael Gebbin here, your mind mechanic, tuning up hearts and minds one at a time so your ideas don't die in your heart, your head, or your hard drive. Today's post is inspired uh, by a post inside of a group called Full-Time Filmmaker. The post says, I met a guy today who for the last two years has been watching spontaneous tutorials, including paid ones, reading books, paid memberships, learning about all aspects of filmmaking, but he didn't shoot one single video yet. So what's the point? And that inspired me to have a whole series of things that I ended up um, essentially uh, sending some of my clients today and uh, some posts that I made. And it, it's, it's very fascinating because I put feel bad because you love researching and learning more than you actually uh, than actually doing what you're learning and researching. I said, for some, maybe fear has kept you stuck from acting on what you're learning. And others, and for others, uh, researching and learning may be your doing. There are ways for you to make money simply sharing what you are learning and researching or getting paid to research and learn. Just figure out what's actually going on or you will continue to be stuck. So is fear keeping you from taking action on what you're learning? Or do you just love learning and researching and would love to just get paid to do that? Once you have the clarity and realize there isn't a right or wrong answer here, you can then make a decision and move forward in a powerful way. And as I say, watch the M&Ms pour in, which is the magic and miracles start to happen in your life. See, there's so much judgment and the thread was filled with all sorts of things. Oh, well, he's not confident, not this. I, I get it. But there's a lot of judgment thrown around at times that, a person who genuinely loves to actually learn, and they're all, that we're all versions of lifelong learners. But let's take this person who's maybe filmmaking. Maybe for you, it's learning about being a writer. Maybe it's learning about being a photographer, a videographer, or something else. And you have taken no action to have the business, or maybe you've even bought the gear, but you haven't taken the gear out. You have to ask yourself, if you just keep learning and being a consumer, and you keep researching and learning and learning. Do you really love that? Because some people go, I just love learning. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there are careers. See, now the problem is there's a cliche line that says, those who can't do teach. So somebody who would really genuinely like to be a teacher and loves to learn and loves to potentially teach what they learn and loves to research won't even do that because they believe that they should actually be running a business. And they should be doing the doing of the thing that they're learning. But neither are right or wrong. But when you stay stuck in this oscillation between, I love to learn, I love to research, but then I've got to do, and I'm supposed to build a business and hire people and do this and do that. What I find is, is that people will stay stuck. I have stayed stuck when the thing that's in my heart that I want to do, I feel shame because people are judging me that you want to do that. I ran a very successful video production company. I'm not coaching because I chose coaching in speaking and inspiring what you're seeing here. I truly believe in my heart that it chose me. No different than quite frankly, do I believe that I really chose videography when I ran my company from 2004 to 2020? Um, Because videography was not my passion. It was not something I was like, I didn't really have a passion. I I thought I might go to school for kinesiology, be a personal trainer, Valley Total Fitness. I had a candy machine business in high school. I had all sorts of things. So I wasn't really set on any particular thing. Um, but I, as my man, Joe Pony would say, I followed my curiosity. 
But I want you to know that if you truly love learning and research, I even pulled up Fiverr here just for the, the, the giggles of it to pull it up. Fiverr.com. I typed in research and there are services, keyword research, market research, research and summary writing, market research analysis, internet research, Instagram influencer research, Instagram hashtag research, keyword research and competitor analysis, research that goes down here, research hunter. Like this is just one site where there are people searching because I type that in. These are what people are searching that they need in the realm of using the word research. And so that doesn't involve whatever you're researching doing. And so some people just genuinely love school and learning and research. Potentially that is your doing and you could have a career doing that. And the fact that you're resisting that and feeling forced to do something else is what's actually keeping you stuck. There's a guy, uh, Mark Manson, you know, go after yourself basically or whatever, whatever his book is, that orange book. Um, I can't remember the title of it off the top of my head. Maybe you know, you can leave a comment, but uh, he's got a, 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 a post that's called like screw finding your passion. He's like, I got this buddy. He's been trying to have an online business for the last three, four years. And he's researched everything and, you know, tried all these things. He still isn't making any money. And, uh, and then he gets an opportunity to do a, a like a logo design, graphic design job. It stays up all night, works on it. So excited about it. This is so much fun. And then the next day is like, man, I just can't figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. And how many of you can relate to either you've been doing something in your life and you're stuck or you have something that you love, but you keep pursuing something else because it's supposed to be the wiser thing, the scalable thing, the passive income, the more potential thing, right? What I find that has the most potential for people is not what people tell you has the most potential. What has the most potential is the thing that you're going to be willing to do and show up consistently and do. I just saw somebody post the other day, this lady named Simone Soul, and she was talking about, you know, um, you know, I don't want to sell my soul. Somebody's saying, I don't want to sell my soul for a scalable business. I really prefer to work with people one-on-one. She goes, great, you don't have to do that. You can have a million-dollar business doing that. If you had uh, 20 people who paid you $50,000, but who would you need to be to be a person who would get paid $50,000 for your one-on-one coaching service? Now, you could math it out a million different ways, right? Uh, but same thing with your videography, right? I know people who pretty much don't have any employees who've done $500,000 plus a year, and it's a small team, but they're getting $50,000 jobs, the $75,000 jobs, ten, dollars $30,000 jobs. Right. So, yeah, if you sell something for one hundred and fifty dollars and you're a single person, like if you are a coach and you were working for twenty five dollars an hour, there's not enough hours in a day that you're going to be exhausted for you to ever get to, let's say, a million dollars. Right. But there are ways. But there are people who are shoving ways on people and making people believe that they're wrong or shaming them because they really love to learn. So you you love learning. That's the thing you love to do all the time. But there are people right now, I've seen people who love reading books. I found things on Instagram with a few hundred thousand followers where they're literally reading books for a living and then sharing those uh, lessons and learnings on Instagram for other people, right? I've seen people who are literally got YouTube channels where they're reading books live and that's, that's the channel, right? So there's lots of ways to do things, but we don't know what we don't know. 
And so one thing I wrote down today is, is imagine if you needed to cut down a tree for a second and all that you had or knew that was available to cut down that tree was a butter knife. And you had to cut the tree down, right? You had to cut the tree down. And the only thing in your mind or that people told you to use was a butter knife. And all of a sudden you're, you, you spend time, you're like, well, it's going to take me a long time to cut down this tree, you know? And, and that's just like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Prison, right? <laughs> Andy Dufresne, if anybody knows who I've referred to there. So you're cutting down the tree for five years, you know, and you're making progress, probably not a lot. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. And yet it doesn't really get any faster. No matter how much harder, you, you, you know, you, you know much, how much harder you try, it's still like very little progress feels like you're being made. Then someone comes along and says, do you know that there's something called a chainsaw? And you're like, no, I've never heard of a chainsaw before. And they go, let me show you. And they go, you know, they pull out the chainsaw. They cut down the tree in five minutes. And you're like, what just happened? Like, where has this chainsaw been my entire life? And I think that that we all have those things in our life where we don't know what we don't know. We're doing something a certain way. We're doing something a way that somebody told us. See, what I realized today, actually I wrote down that I think a good chunk of my life, I was actually a bad learner. And what do I mean by bad learner? I mean, simply, I don't believe I was ever taught really how to think or how to learn. And so for me, I always blamed my teachers, but realized I was never taught really how to think or how to learn. So rather, I take everything as gospel. Are there people that you listen to right now that you've learned from where you're taking it as if this is the way, right? From the Mandalorian, this is the way, right? Like there's this this singular way to do it. And there's no level of discernment to be able to go, I really like that. I resonate with that. And I see that. And then I take this over here. See, the difference between a wise person and not wise person is a non-wise person can see or be told to do something. And they think that there's only a butter knife to do it, right? Cutting down the tree. Somebody who's not wise, hasn't been around the block, hasn't really learned a lot, is told by somebody, hey, you got to use this butter knife. And so they're just, all right, I'm just cutting down a tree with a butter knife, right? And then somebody else comes along and shows them how to use the chainsaw. And it's like, oh my gosh, right? But then there's somebody else who comes along, taking the easy way out, huh? I see you. I see you. I see you taking the easy way. Right. So as I'm saying this idea that there's going to be people who say things like, yeah, those who can't, you know, those who don't can't do teach. Right. And these different, you know, the different phrases and things come out. There's always somebody shaming and judging somebody for something in the way that they're choosing to do it or if they found a more efficient way. Right. The person who who spent their whole life, 50 years cutting down trees with butter knives, they're going to shame and be so irritated. Now, some maybe not, but other people are going to be like. Oh my gosh, that's such a you're 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 such a freaking you know uh, finding the shortcuts to life. What a you're a loser, you know. We are taking the easy way out. But here's what I found is once you finally get to the bottom root of the problem, I'll give you a story here. Maybe wrap this up here uh, with this story. Um, but essentially, use a book. And there was, a, there was a book called Astrological Love that sold about 5,000 copies over the course of like 12 years. And a marketer got a hold of that book and didn't change anything but the title. And I can't remember. I got to relook it up what they changed it to. But they knew how to market. They changed the title. 
And all of a sudden, this book sold millions of copies. Same book. Like the internals of this book were the same. So on certain levels, it was a great book. Now, other people got great covers, but not great books inside. And so then they get to sell it, but not much word of mouth of things that happen because when people find it, they're just like, eh. And then there's people who got a great title, great book, and it is like my man Alex Formosi's book right now. It's sold like 100,000 copies in like six months, and people are freaked out because it's, it's, there's been no ads and no major marketing and you know, book launch and like, let me go on 40 million different you know, podcasts just specifically talking about the book. He's not done anything traditional, and there's people saying you can't do that. Like that's unheard of. It's because he actually made a great book and had a great title. And then there's other books that are great books that don't have great titles and still do well. But there's other things at play. Maybe they were featured by Oprah. Who knows, right? But you can play the lottery ticket approach. You can play the, um, you know, the, 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 the Instagrams and things at times that come along and then they sell for a billion dollars out of nowhere while there's tens of thousands of other companies just like it that go out of business every day. And we can get to the bottom of really what the root of the problem is, right? Because sometimes we're just, you know, we are great at what we do. And I found this with me at times, because when people get in my world, when I get to coach them, work with them, if people actually stop and listen, I remember doing lives for like, you know, a lot in this group, full-time filmmaker. And some of you may be seeing this right now. And I remember people coming to me who would end up saying, man, I was like, I had to end up checking one of these out. I'm like, this guy's persistent. Like, who is this joker? Like, he's probably trying to sell us something, blah, 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 blah. Just kind of like giving a very negative view of what my intentions likely were, but never watched anything. And then finally goes, I gave it five minutes. And I was like, dang, and went back and watched a lot more. And so back a few years ago, if somebody would have said I was a scumbag or this or that, it would, it would hit me inside because I didn't know who I was. Not that I thought like consciously that I was a scumbag, but when that was said, it triggered me. Am I? I don't know. And now I don't care. You know, there's going to be people that are going to think whatever they want to think of you. When you get clear about really you know what I know and I really believe and have gotten feedback. I'm really good at this. So what's going on as to why I may be not making a living doing this or making more money doing this or not helping more people. There's something likely going on inside. Sometimes it's an external thing. Sometimes it can be like the book cover where just the way you're explaining what you do, the way you talk about what you do, it's confusing. It's unclear. Um, but likely more than anything, you're unclear. Right, you're oscillating between am I supposed to run this whole company and do this whole thing and actually be doing the doing of what I'm learning? Or maybe I'd love to keep learning and researching in my doings, teaching what I'm learning and sharing, right? Being one of these people who love to read books. So they they start creating a business around the reading of the books. But you never thought that that was possible because everybody told you. What are you doing with what you're reading in these books? You don't seem to apply anything. You don't seem to do anything with it. You, 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 you've, you've learned all this stuff about photography or video, but you're not doing anything with it, right? You haven't had the business. You're not editing. You're not shooting. So therefore, you're a loser and you're wasting time. Like, what's, what's, what's it worth doing that? As if learning things and then not doing it is a colossal waste of time. But likely is you've been confused about what it is you actually want to do. And when you get clear on that, go, like my man, 
uh, Devon, uh, he wanted to be an editor, but he believed that he needed to run a whole company. So we never really made $10,000, $20,000 on the side where he had to find jobs, sell the jobs, shoot the jobs. If he didn't want to shoot the jobs, find people, hire people to shoot. And then finally could get back after doing all that and then get to edit. But between his job and then all these things he didn't really love and then finally getting to edit, it just, there's not a lot of momentum. And I always ask that question, what would you do if you didn't need to think about money? If what you were going to spend your time doing didn't need to correlate to making money? And at times when we get clear on that, we can reverse engineer, how do we get to that place? And so what I found is that when I see people make those decisions, when I've made those decisions, when people I've coached made those decisions, people I just observe in life and look for those stories and patterns make these decisions, things happen very rapidly. It's when we're indecisive. If we're pulling up to a four-way stop and we've gone up and down this road millions of times, but there's a left, right, or center to go, but you just keep turning back around and go back to where you already came from, you don't know what's down those roads. And each road is going to have something different, but you can't see those things until you make a choice to turn down that road. So when you make a decision, like Devon ended up doing, you go, I'm an editor. You've believed in me. I believe in me. I'm declaring I'm an editor. When making that decision and not, ah, I'm going to run a company and do all this stuff, everything shifted for him. People started coming into his life and offer, offering him opportunities for editing positions that were friends, like they were referrals. Hey, I just heard this thing, and I thought of you. And he ended up getting a job and being the assistant editor on a Netflix documentary series called, uh, I think it was High Score. He made it into the top 10. Then worked on an HBO series. He's on another Netflix series. And there were ups and downs after that, but he was able to quit his job and make substantially more than he made at his job and than he had ever made doing what others told him he should do, the things that had the more potential, the things that others made him believe is the way. No different than the butter knife. So for some people, the chainsaw would have been running the production company. That was a butter knife for him. The chainsaw for him was being an editor. So what is that for you? As you think about your life right now and get really honest with where you're at from your skills and your talents and your true desires inside, if you ask yourself, if you didn't need money, what activities would you spend your time doing? What would you keep doing that you're doing right now? What would you stop doing? What would you start doing? When you get really honest, there are no right or wrong answers. The only right or wrong answers are answers for you because each path you could take likely has the potential. But only if you are actually enthusiastic and excited about it and committed to go down it, likely for some version of the long haul. Because too many times, and I've done this, squirrel, hey, see you later, right? Oh, wait, what were we talking about, right? There's too much of that happening at times. And so we do something for a week and somebody says, this is the way, this is the better way. And so what I believe is there's lots of chainsaws out there, but there's something for you that's a chainsaw. And there's something that same thing to somebody else is a butter knife. So I hope you're following that metaphor. I hope you see the potential that there's lots of ways to do something. And if you open your mind and committed could there be a way to do just that? 
the thing you actually spend the majority of your time doing and obsessing around and love that you could make a living doing that? Open your mind a little, expand your mind and think, I might not know how right now, but there is a way. Maybe I should explore that a little bit. Rock and roll, my friends. I appreciate you. This is your daily jumpstart, Michael Gavin, your mind mechanic. Tune it up your heart, your mind, one at a time so that your ideas do not die in your heart, your head, or your hard drive. I appreciate you bringing these to you Monday through Friday. If you have any topics, ideas, rebuttals, thoughts, questions, don't hesitate to send me a message. You can go to Michael, themindmechanic.net. You can send me a message on Facebook. Leave a comment wherever comments are allowed. <laughs> Anywho, keep rocking, keep rolling, keep your head held high. We'll talk soon.